0: Stop Googling and start listening for the love of wellness. With over 50 years in women's wellness, hosts Sam Leeson and Laurel Crossley, along with a weekly special guest, will explore gaps and issues within the women's wellness industry. If you're passionate about topics affecting women's health, such as sleep, grief, body image, and much more, then please stay tuned. What happens when you mix a bubbly personality, with a little bit of sass, with a little bit of breaking down barriers and creating dreams that come true, Well, you get Fran Murray, who is our very special guest today, and she'll be talking about her contribution to the book, Remarkable. So please stay tuned. Today's episode is brought to you by littlewellnesscompany.ca.
1: Welcome everyone. Today I am extremely excited to be speaking with someone that I've had the opportunity over time to consider a friend and that is Fran Murray. Welcome Fran. Tell us about yourself. Thank you so
2: much for having me today. It is such an honor to be invited um, into your presence and the presence of your listeners and viewers. I am Fran, the owner of Fran Murray Co. I get the amazing privilege of merging my baking artistry with um, non-edible products from small business, women-owned, and um, BIPOC uh, product um, owners um, in order for businesses and busy entrepreneurs to love on their top people, love on the people who help them stay in business. And what's just so amazing about that is I was I'm able to form a profit philanthropic, you know, type of a social enterprise that is so full circle in that while I'm helping um, businesses and entre- entrepreneurs build relationships with their clients, I'm also um, building relationships with, um, you know, marginalized businesses business communities and helping in, you know, whatever way I can to increase their ability to, um, you know, make revenue, right? And so, we all know the um, difference in what marginalized communities um, generate um, in a, a small for small businesses as, um, you know, non-marginalized communities. So, any way I can to have folks um, rise with me, I will, and all the while helping my clients uh, do good. So I'm really excited. It's such a privilege to do what I do. Excellent.
0: So, Sam, you didn't tell me you invited an angel onto our podcast. <laughs> is this our first? Is this our first angel interview? It might be. Might be. <laughs> so okay. Now I. I stalked you before we got on the show, and I'm looking at all these edible delights and deliciousnesses. (laughs) Oh, go back in history, your history. When you were a little girl, were you in the kitchen, dabbling?
2: Oh, that is a story, Laurel. Well, so I emigrated to Canada. I was nine years old. My aunt had a farm in Mount Forest, right, and we spent, you know, all summer all the breaks, lots of weekends there. And especially in the summertime, like I would actually go out and um, find whatever berries or whatever, you know, um, we had. And because we were so far away from town, um, the recipes that I had, I couldn't, follow them to the T because we didn't always have all the ingredients. And so I would just have to try to substitute for this um, and for that. And it didn't always work out, but I am just so glad I had that experience because I know how to navigate my way through recipes and create recipes because of um, being forced to do that at a young age. And so I come from a family of bakers. So what I do is just basically they think I'm having fun. Like I don't think they think I'm doing I'm generating any uh, revenue at all because I'm just, you know, playing in the kitchen like I've done since I was nine. So, yes, I'm doing what I've done in childhood. So it doesn't even feel like work. It's absolutely amazing.
0: I have been a coach working with people for years, and I always ask people to go back in time. And what were you doing when you were little? Because there's always that thread. Always that goes right through and translates into your current life, like whatever you were doing. Right. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. And
1: you know what it is
2: too, is that I just think as children, um, you know, and I try to be so conscious of this with my four little ones and especially my eldest two, they're 10 and eight and, you know, schooling really, and I'm pro academics. I really am. um, But it, It's almost as if it's an institution that stifles creativity. You know, it's like when um, before you're in school and you want to be an astronaut and you want to be whatever we may think today is outlandish. Yes, little Billy. Yes, little Nia Grace, you can. But then you get to university and you still have those grandiose visions and dreams. It's like, uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Tone it down. Be realistic. Like, hello, you're going to be an astronaut? I think not. How about you go, you do business or commerce or something, you know, a lawyer or a doctor or something. And I just think that is so incredibly dangerous. And I think, um, you know, if we can foster in young ones their childlike wonder and have that continue into their preteens, teens, and even early 20s, it's like, go ahead, because I think that's just how we are able to change the world, you know, how we're able to think outside of the box and not be confined with what society thinks you should or should not do. The outside expectation is so incredibly stifling, which is something that I speak um, about in um, the book that I co-authored called Remarkable. So I'm um, really excited to be able to share that part of my story in order to, you know, help um, parents. Parents and guardians to,
1: um, you know, foster that childlike wonder. I love that you brought up your book, because that is a part of why we wanted to chat with you today. You are co-authoring a book with other people. Can you tell us about the community from which you wrote the book and just what the thinking is behind this publication of which we are excited to say that you are a part Yes. Um, you know, when
2: I bring up the book or someone mentions the book, I pinch myself because I don't think it's sunken in yet that, yes, I am an author, you know, and it couldn't have come at a worse time. <laughs> um, because as soon as I said yes to the project, oh my goodness, all hell breaks loose. And that's, that's business, isn't it? The ebbs and flows um, of life even. Um, and so Lee and Kim, is um the the brain behind this book, remarkable. And what's so amazing is that she has curated this community called Mamas and Co. Um, and it's a community that, ooh, are filled with angels. You're calling me an angel, Oh my goodness, filled with angels, filled with people like Sam um and uh, entrepreneurs, budding entrepreneurs, seasoned entrepreneurs who want to change the world. Like that's the thread that runs through every single one of us. And um, it's just a book about women who are achieving amazing feats within their sphere of influence, right? Um, You know, we all say you need to define success for yourself. Um, You got to define what is something amazing that you can contribute to the world and affect your sphere, you know? And it may be different um, than someone else's. It's not a... um, how to do business book, you know, it's really a book that showcases examples of yourself. It, um, we all need examples of, um, uh, ourselves like we need representation we need to see some kind of similarities between what we have gone through what we are going through what we've witnessed others go through to be able to resonate and be able to um you know feel seen and then that feeling seen opens you up to wow if this person can go through something similar that i have and then achieve this amazing thing then why not me? That's what the book is about, which is just so incredible. And I'm so thrilled to be a part of it and be among the amazing authors. And what's so incredible is that these authors span industry, um, business types, ages and stages, um, race even. You can Resonate with many of the author's stories. Um, What I'm excited about too is that there are stories, you know, like stories. I mean, that's what connects us all, right? We can all learn something from our stories. And that's why, you know, um, I encourage whoever I talk to to tell your story because. You have gone through what you've gone through, not for your benefit. <laughs> Surprise! You know, it's <laughs> not about you, it has nothing to do with you. You are simply the vessel, right? I just believe that we are all here um, to impact our sphere, which we've been designed. That's why I'm th- there's no competition. What competition? You're not me, Boo. There is no my sphere is not yours. There may be overlap, but my experience and my worldview is so different than yours, which is what makes us unique. Therefore, we both should share our stories. Um, because people are waiting, they're chomping at the bits, waiting to hear what you have to say, to be inspired, to be given permission to live an authentic life and g- have permission to jump off the ledge and see if they can fly, you know what I mean? Like, what's the worst that can happen? We need to give ourselves permission to soar, you know, and that's what this book does.
0: I love Bowser. Um, you know
2: what? I imagine my, my
0: whenever I think about women entrepreneurs, I always think about Venn diagrams, good old Venn, <laughs>
1: yes. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Right, because you talked about a sphere. So right now there are three spheres in this podcast. And our three spheres, as we interconnect and we make these beautiful Venn diagrams, we are able to help each other. It's not this ball over here and this ball over here and we're bumping into each other. We're actually coming together um, almost... Okay. Maybe it's a DNA strand. I don't know, but we're, we're coming together as community to really um, support each other. And I think this has come out of our global health situation
1: more than Uh ever. Certainly that would play a role in it for sure. But I also think that that's intuitively part of the way that we've been conditioned, right? As, as people who grew up female whether that was you know the decision we were assigned at birth or or what sorry how we were assigned at birth or just the decision that we've made and grown into as individuals as women we are encouraged often to work together work more collaboratively where I often see people who are assigned male at birth or who identify as being male tend to work more in silos and I think that when you see women entrepreneurs, I feel like there is more likelihood for us to want to lean on and with our peers as opposed to competing with our peers. I mean, that isn't all the time. It's certainly not a description of everyone, but I see it in my own life and the people around me. I see that being more the case than not. You know that's interesting.
2: I mean, I spent seventeen years in the corporate world. My experience is a bit different. Um, Think, yeah, I think so. I think I think it's the industry, right? Sure, you are operating in. You will have a different experience. Um, I and it's also interesting because I remember in school I did not like group assignments. (laughs) Oh, I could not stand them. My 10-year-old is struggling with group assignments, yeah. right? Um, because you're responsible for the output of someone else, all the while not having the authority to force them to do anything. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, and But I think, though that's probably the difference between being forced to work with a group and choosing a group to work with. Right. Mm -hmm. But I I just think no one is an Island and you, because you cannot get farther than your vision can take you and your vision isn't big enough. If you alone can achieve it, Mm
1: -hmm. we need
2: people right? We need each other and we need to learn how to work collaboratively.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I love group work. (laughs) There you go. Sometimes it depends on the group too. But I think I was more more culturally too, right? When we think about, you know, for those who grew up going to church on a regular basis, you would see the women's groups and they were encouraged to work together. That's right. See young families and then these all of these moms with their young kids together and they would work collaboratively and I think that that's sort of the the picture I've had in my mind but you're right the corporate world would would be a different take on it and and but there hasn't been as you know historically there haven't been as many women in the corporate world either yes which causes an issue and that's for another podcast (laughs) totally different conversation (laughs) for sure for sure but you are part of a wonderful collaboration. In that's this right.
0: I was going to ask you about mentorship because I think modeling and mentorship, and I think that's where, is that your legacy? I feel like that's what you really want to demonstrate to the world and to your community. Z, communities.
2: Right, um, right. Is
0: that. I am the spokesperson. Well, we'll say spokesperson for now. Um, because I want other little girls to see themselves in me. Is that the legacy you'd like to leave on this planet?
2: It's so interesting, L'Oreal, uh, that you say that because I did not growing grow up wanting to be in the forefront, wanting the spotlight. To this day. I cringe, right? Um, To me, being in the spotlight and developing my thought leadership is a means to an end, right? Um, To me, the benefit is not for me, otherwise I would not do (laughs) it. I have no desire, absolutely none. But I do it because it's not about me. So when you say, you know, modeling, I am modeling what it looks like to wake up one day and realize, hey, I don't know who I am. Like, who is Fran?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I, I'm not sure I like this version of her because this version is not truly who she is. I need to peel back the layers. I need to reintroduce myself to Fran, get to know her, and figure out where she wants to go. You know, waking up one day, having that epiphany, and then doing the work to peel back the layers. I want people to know that they actually can do that. To kind of take stock of who they are without titles, without the title of mom business owner, daughter, sister, friend, spouse, partner, whatever titles were given um, by society. Who are you? Because I think that's what matters. And then when you figure out who you are, you can figure out, okay, well, what is the impact I want? You know, um, what do I want to leave behind? And um, to answer your question, Laurel, the legacy is, you can choose, you know? Like that's what I want people to um, be left with. Like every time they hear me speak, what should resonate is that you are seen, you are loved, you matter, and you know what? You can choose, right? It's, It's the shedding of societal norms. It's the shedding of who others, are dictating who you should be, how you should be, um, that's no longer, I think we are, um, you know, autonomous beings and we can be who we decide to be, um, not to the detriment of other people or to ourselves, but to the benefit. Right. Um, and I think if that's our lens, if we focus on, well, how can I be of service to the world? Because it's not about me. I'm not special. You're not special, Laurel. Newsflash and Sam, you're not special. OK, right. we um, all belong to this larger community. Right. And I think that if our life becomes less about ourselves individually and more about how we contribute to the collective good. Oh my gosh. Like, talk about singing kumbaya every hour. You know what I mean? Like, we will make the world a better place. And what I mean by world, like, I'm not naive to think we can serve world hang- hunger in a day, right? When I say world and when I say sphere of influence, it's yes, in our household. Yes, it's in our neighborhood. Yes, it's in communities like. Um, the Mamas and Co community that you know gave birth to um this remarkable book. um um, yes, to uh, whether it's our church community, whatever whoever we touch and whoever they touch and they touch, it's a ripple effect, right? Um and uh, anyways, listen, if I could build an island <laughs> and just like just fill it with the folks you want there. Right. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There's just so much good, you know, and if we can just focus on the good, um, then hopefully it can heal the bad as much as
1: possible. True. Yeah.
0: It's the light. We're the light bulbs. That's of the world, Right. Yeah. Um, now we only have a couple of minutes left. I hate to tell you that. So Ooh, having so need... much fun. Oh. Well, you'll just have to come back and we're going to talk about world hunger. That's our next <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> Can you let
0: the people know who are listening today uh, how to get in touch with you, where we can find you?
1: And the book.
2: Yes, in the book. Yes, absolutely. So, franmurray.co. So that's f r a n m u r r a y.co. You can find out about all the yummy nests that I'm up to, as well as grab your copy of the book. And on Instagram, I am at
1: franmurray.co. Easy peasy. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Fran, I want to take a moment and just thank you so much for sharing your positivity your talents your just personality and gift with the world you are a delight to speak with and it's been truly an honor to have you a part of the show today thanks for listening to the Boobs, Bod's, and brains podcast if you would like to learn more about us or our past episodes then check us out on instagram click the link in our bio to visit our website to learn more about sponsorship opportunities we are always excited to have you offer different show topic ideas If you have a suggestion, reach out via Instagram or our website. And as always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Boobs, Bods, and Brains podcast and invite all of the women you know.